Welcome back to For Your Distraction. If you're joining us again, thank you. If you're new, thanks for finding us. This is a little podcast that myself, Scott, and my buddy Adam here. Say hi, Adam. What's up? How's it going? So this is... If you're new new to the fold. If you're new to the fold. If you're new to this, this is season two, episode four. After three years. After three years. Okay. So it's yeah, we're gonna we're we 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 like to do like new things, switch yeah, things up, you know. Up. Season two, episode four. four. Maybe 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 in like a year we'll switch to like the British version of things and we'll change it to series and then it'll be series three. And so pretty soon there'll be different actors playing us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam sounds funny anymore. I didn't know he was a black guy. <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking about Scotty? So anyway, we're a little podcast here, little the little podcast that could. We've been chugging along, getting some listeners over the years from all over the place. We talk about a little bit about everything. Uh, we're big into pop culture, movies, TV shows. Some people would say we talk about the same things over and over again, but... We like those things, though. I know. Like, we're the kind of people that we... We know a lot about a couple things. Know. We don't know everything like there's some things we have no idea it's what like, we're talking guys about. you talked about that two weeks ago like get off get I, off i it. find ourselves going well, we've mentioned this on the show before but then a half hour later but we love jurassic park <laughs> but listen okay dinosaurs need to stay dead so we talk about a little bit of everything um we're gonna get right into it here today there's there's an important important thing coming up adam and i really want to discuss it I know we don't like to talk politics too often on you here. You say that, but we talk I, it, about politics all the time. It's now an ongoing joke, okay? It, I say that. It's an ongoing joke that nobody laughs about. <laughs> Except me. But uh, we're going we're gonna to discuss some politics because there is a very, very important election coming up on November 6th, 2018. The midterm elections, Adam. You're going to vote, right? I guess. Guess. I See, guess. that's the fucking problem. You're not excited. Get I'm fucking not. pumped. I'm getting a rock hard chub thinking about going in there and casting my ballot, doing my civic duty. But no, you're over here like, me, I guess. I guess. I mean, <clears throat> it's fine. Voting's fine. Like, I, I've, I've always switched my minds about it. I used to, like, not give two craps about it. I, I've always voted. But I never cared about voting because I've never really thought voting makes that much of a difference. And then I switch gears and I'm like, voting matters. It and does then, make a difference. And then yeah. voting makes a difference. And then, I'm not going to say recently, but like recently I've thought about it and I'm like, voting makes a, voting makes a difference, but it doesn't make a difference for somebody like me. Voting like doesn't matter what for do somebody mean? like me. Well, how is it? You are... A typical lower middle class, regular white moderate. dude. Moderate. Moderate. Yeah. How does it not affect you? Because nobody, there's nobody on the ballot that really is on there for somebody like me. It really isn't. See, I gotta disagree with that. Nobody's on there for me. I gotta there's disagree nobody with that. on there for me. I, I, how do you know that? Because, though? because, like, it's always, here's the thing. Like, there's always, on the ballot, there seems like there's only ever, like, hardcore liberals and hardcore conservatives. I don't really see too many, like, too many moderates. Too many, like, middle-of-the-road moderates that are, like, 
Like, even, like, not, like, in the small offices and in the big offices. Like, granted, granted for me, I, I don't pay, I'm not going to say I don't pay close enough attention, but I don't pay that close enough attention to the small offices, only because I'm a busy guy, I work a lot, I go to, I go to school, I'm, I'm busy, I study a lot, so I don't get a chance to, like, really immerse myself too much into, like, the local elections. So, like, I pay a little bit of attention to, like, the local politics of my area, but not enough to really, really focus in on what's going on with what they what they, what they have to do and what they're all about. So I have, like, a general idea um, when it comes to, like, local politicians, but just never really seem to, like... You know what I mean? They never really seem to like grab me as like like really like good moderates. Like I'm I'm a moderate guy. You know me. I you're, I you're, usually yes. I lean I lean more towards the left, but I'm a moderate guy. I like I like people I like people that are willing to look at both sides of the issue and be like, okay, let's discuss this. It always seems like either there's always one side or the other, and there nobody's ever willing to bend. Nobody's ever willing to discuss. Nobody's ever willing to. You know, especially in today's political exactly, climate. it's gotten even exactly. worse. Exactly, and I and I hate that, and I I absolutely hate that, and <clears throat> it seems like that's all there is, to, and that's and that's the reason why I'm leaning more towards the idea of why bother, why should I bother voting? Like, because there's nobody in the political perspective for me, especially especially in the grander scheme of things of the larger voting as aspect of presidential elections, for example. Like, why why bother voting in like presidential election for somebody like me? Because basically, there's conservatives and there's liberals. Two side. Basically, you have people that hate each other. You've got liberals. You got conservatives. Two two groups of people that hate each other. You're a liberal, Scott. Yes, you got to admit you I hate am. you hate conservatives. Hate's a strong you word. You do, though. I hate... I don't hate individuals uh, on much you, as I hate their politics. I hate Donald Trump. But, you, but for the most part, you if you had to pick a political organization to hate, you'd hate conservatives for yes. the most part. Okay? Yes. But... Hate's a strong liberal, word. I hate to use it, but yeah, okay. Liberals and conservatives you. are two sides of the same coin. You... You... Liberals and conservatives are basically the polar opposites of the same person. You are literally the polar opposites of the same person. Okay, you like you have different ideals, but you are both two people that are willing to compromise everything to basically make sure that your ideals are what goes out there. Like you're like basically a liberal and conservative are more than willing to sit there and say my ideals are the way to go. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you're all about. My it's my way or the highway kind of thing. I feel like. You're That's, not you're not wrong to a point. It's the reason why um, it's the reason why like I loved Obama so much because Obama Obama wasn't really a liberal. Obama was more of a moderate than he was a liberal. I mean, if you ask conservatives, they'll say he was left-wing progressive, but he truly wasn't. <coughs> no, he really was. He was more moderate than he was right. a liberal. That's why I loved him so much because he was more moderate. That's and and that's my whole big thing with that. Um but like now, when you when you go to a lot of these elections, I mean, I like when it came to like the presidential election, the last election, I was more of a Bernie bro than I was anything and else. He was more liberal he than was, Hillary. He was hardcore liberal, but like, I don't know. Like, I there's 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 just nobody in the political spectrum for me. It's it's basically all everybody in the political spectrum is basically today. Like, it feel it feels like at least 
all like you got to either be conservative or liberal or you're just not getting you're you're just not getting your name out there or you're not or you're not going to be able to like or your name's not going to be in lights your name's not going to be like in your, your name's not going to be in spot the spotlight and your name's not going to be out there that's how it feels at least i i'm very glad i'm having this conversation with you adam this is this is intriguing to me i i'm, I'm gonna ask you some questions here because this is great so I am currently the acting, or I guess interim, vice chair of the Mercer County Young Democrats. And I've been tasked, me me and a couple others, with a very, very hard role of energizing young people. Getting young people to vote. Because let's face it, historically, young people, they have the exact same mentality that you do they're like why does it fucking matter you know they democrats suck republicans suck i hate the two-party system it's just a it's a waste of 15 minutes of my time to wait and you're not alone a lot of young people feel that way i've said it i've said it since i graduated high school i hate the party system to begin with i don't like I mean the, the two-party system. I hate the two-party system to yeah. begin with. I don't. I'm. I've never been a fan of the two-party system. Period. Yeah. I just. I. I really want to grill you with some questions here because so many people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, how's it going? How are the young people? Are they excited?" And I look at them face and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, they sure are, but they're fucking not." No, no. And and I'm terrified that young people, like every other election ever are not going to turn out in big numbers. They're just not going to vote. They're not going to fucking care, so they're not going to vote. And young people typically vote Democrat, vote liberal, for the most part. Not all of them, but for the most part, I would say the majority are. And that hurts the Democrat Party. That's why the Democrats always fucking lose. Let's face it, the Democrats always fucking lose because they're not as organized as the Republicans. They don't have the kind of money that the Republicans have. They don't have the old people who are predominantly conservative. They get the fuck out. Democrats don't have Democrats don't have anybody. The Democrats, let's face it, Democrats don't have anybody. The last Democrats had the last person Democrats had to get the young people excited was Obama. Yes. That was the last person. It wasn't that long ago. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. Last, but then who was the last person dem- that the Democrats had to get the young people excited, really? Besides Obama? Besides Obama. Bernie Sanders. And how did that end? <laughs> it ended poorly. Exactly. Exactly. How did that end? <laughs> yeah, well, you asked the question I answered. I gave you an ended, honest and, answer. And it, but it didn't end well, is it my end, point. It ended quite it poorly. It did not yes. end well. Like, the and Democrats have a problem where they cannot get, they need to get somebody who can excite the young people without just spewing rhetoric, I guess is what I need to say. Like, without spewing. I mean, I hate to say the phrase liberal rhetoric, because not all... There's conservative rhetoric, too. Yes, there's conservative rhetoric, too. I, I don't want to badmouth... I don't want to badmouth by saying the phrase liberal and conservative rhetoric, because I don't think all liberal and conservative rhetoric are bad, because there are certain conservative ideals, and there are certain liberal ideals that are obviously good. Okay? There are certain conservative ideals that obviously, as I said, I'm a moderate, there are certain conservative ideals that I like, and there are certain liberal ideals that i like obviously as i said i lean more towards left than i do right but i do like 
certain ideals from right. both sides. Right. Obviously, there needs to be somebody who is out there who the Democrats need somebody out there who can rally the young people without just spewing liberal rhetoric. You know what I mean? Like there, there needs to be somebody like somebody out there without just spewing the just generic liberal ideals and the liberal rhetoric uh, that all the other basically without being just generic, generic Democratic Joe. Right. You know, because that's all that's all the Democrats have is Democratic Joe and Jane. That's all the Democrats have. Just every all the Democratic candidates are saying the same fucking thing. Basically, like that's all they're all saying the same thing. It's 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 very interesting to hear this from you because this this is what I this is what I'm hearing this is what I'm hearing on the trail. I've I knocked on twenty five doors today alone, and overwhelmingly they were old people. But uh, I had out of twenty five doors, I knocked on three answered, and they were all they were all pretty accepting. But I've been knocking on doors this entire election cycle. I knock on doors. It, it, it's it's just so frustrating. I I had a lady say. Oh, didn't we just have an election? Didn't 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 Trump win? I said that was that was two years ago. We're doing it again. Oh, I thought it was every four years. I said, well, the presidential election is every four years. I said this year we're voting for governor and senator and house representatives. And she's like, oh, okay. And then I I had a handful of people knock on their door and they say, I don't vote. I don't vote. And they say I don't vote, Adam. <clears throat> it, it's just so frustrating, but but my goal was was to organize the young people, and you you yourself you're you're a moderate guy. You we've talked about this before on the show and off the show. You like to vote not party lines. You said you said it already. You hate the two party system. You look at an individual and you vote how they stand. That's why if you don't know anything about either two of the candidates that are going up, I typically it's I tough. typically vote Democrat. That's how I typically vote. Usually if I usually if I don't know anything about either two candidates, I typically vote Democrat because like I said I lean more towards the Democrat side than I then Republican side because like I said I lean more left than I do right, but yes, I and I try to, are- I try to look at both Size. You are technically a registered Democrat. Yes, because I have to be. Because you have to be. In well, you don't have to be, but in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, if you want to vote in the primary election, you have to be registered in one of the two major parties. Yeah. If you're a independent Green Party, Libertarian, or just non party affiliated, you don't get to vote in the primary. I think that sucks. I think that's something that totally needs to be changed. But it is what it is right now. So you are a registered Democrat, not because you want to be, just because you kind of have to be to participate, which I respect that. I respect that. You, how old are you? I'm 29. You're, you're a young guy yet. 29, you're a young guy. You fit right into my demographics of people that I'm trying I'm to glad organize. I fit in somebody's. You are. You're right there. <laughs> I'm trying to motivate you. I'm trying to excite you. What can candidate joe democrat do to give you a boner to get you excited to go cast your ballot i mean specifically not just oh don't do this or don't do this what what do you want to hear what's important to you put it on the spot i know i know you're putting me on the spot this is an important question though take your time you know i'm not rushing you 
I know. I mean, I mean like healthcare, college costs, safety. Obviously, for well, I mean, for somebody like me, obviously, college is something that's incredibly important to me because college is. If you've listened to the podcast for college, has been something that's incredibly important to me because you're currently a college I'm student. Currently, college student. It's been a struggle for me to get back into college. So, school education is something that is incredibly important to me. But not just education, but the wage just the wage gap in this country in general mm-hmm. is something that is incredibly incredibly important mm-hmm. to me like anybody like i'm all i'm all for you making your money and i'm and, I, and i'm not and i'm not somebody who's who's sitting there saying that the wealthy shouldn't make their money if you're wealthy and rich make your money like the rich deserve their money if you are able to make your money but there is a disproportionate wage gap in this country compared to the middle class the poor and the rich there <coughs> there is a definite wage gap or a wage gap in this country the rich the rich make it's it's like the old george carlin joke the rich make all the money and pay none of the taxes the middle class make none of the money make some of the money and pay all the taxes and the poor are just there to scare the fuck out of the middle class. <laughs> it's, the, it's the old George Carlin joke, okay? So there's definitely like a, a definite wage gap in this country that I think needs to be addressed. So it's like education, wage gap, you know, jobs, you know, you know, like there's like there's like the classics, definite healthcare, you know, things like that. Um, I mean. You've had some health care issues. Too. I, I have had I've had, have had health care issues. You were on Obamacare for a while. I was on Obamacare. I'm still I'm still for completely 100 percent for some form of keeping affordable health care in this country. A a uh, uh, a uh, health a. Looking for the words here? Yeah, I'm looking for the words. The uh, single payer? Yeah, like a uh, like a single payer healthcare for this country. So you're for like a universal yes, healthcare? Yes, uni- thank you. Universal. That's where okay. I was looking for. I'm, well, I'm there's all- there's different kinds. There's Medicare for all. There's single payer. <coughs> there's socialized medicine. I'm, I'm, there's, there's different kinds. I'm not for socialism, but I'm but I am for socialized healthcare in this country. I, okay. I, I that's I I'm all for socialized healthcare in this country because if you're looking at the evidence for it, all. Like every other major country in this world that has socialized health healthcare, their countries haven't fucking collapsed for it. I think it's worth a fucking shot in this country. I'm sorry. I think it's worth a shot in this country to give it a whirl. I just All recently right? got into it with my with my father in law. Um, he's a big time conservative. He hates. He loathes socialism, and in his tiny little mind, he sees. Democrats, liberals, progressives, he sees all them together with socialism and communism. So I told him, I said, you know, you don't really know what socialism is. I'm like, you're, he goes, he goes, socialism doesn't work. Socialism has always failed. Look at Venezuela. It's always his go-to. Venezuela. Venezuela is a socialist country, and it is an awful, terrible, horrible place. But it's not an awful, terrible, horrible place because of socialism. It's an awful, terrible, horrible place because it's a dictatorship. Yeah. That's why. Well, like, the, is, isn't it the old argument that socialism leads to communism because 
that's what it wasn't it that's what it was in the red the red scare would say that like mccarthyism but i don't think that's accurate because he's he's arguing communism and i said yeah communism doesn't work it doesn't work but i mean look well there's like there's like a handful of countries left that that are communist china and there's some people that are doing great in china china owns all of our debt pretty much yeah they pretty much own the united states but I have Chinese friends, and if you go to the countryside, the people there are poor third world rice farmers. So no, China is not a great place to be. There's Vietnam. You can say the same thing about Vietnam. There's North Korea, again, dictatorship, so that place is a mess. And Cuba. And I think there might be one more. Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar, one of those other ones one down there. One of those there. other Asian Yeah, I think there's one more. But anyway, point is, communism doesn't work. Communism doesn't work. But socialism, on the other hand... Let me let me rattle off some socialist nations for you, Adam. And these are maybe not full-on socialist countries, but they're countries that practice aspects of socialism. We've got Canada, Great Britain, Germany, France, Belgium, Finland, Sweden, Norway. Yeah, just to name a few. Western European countries. Yeah. How are they doing? Well, they're not. They're not full. They're not full socialist countries. They're, they are. They have socialized medicine. Yes, they, they have, have socialized education, and that's what we want. Yes, they have. Yeah, they have aspects of aspects right, of yes, socialism. They, have, they right. are. They're not. That's the, and that's what I said. There are. There are aspects of socialism that it's like. <clears throat> it's kind of like it's kind of like what my thoughts of religion are. I like. I like the idea. Of religion, I hate organized religion, but I like the idea of religion. I like, I like religion as a buffet. Oh, I like this. I like okay. religion as a buffet where I want to pick and choose what I like about religion. Yeah. I want to take my plate and my tray, See, and I want to take, I want to take a little bit of Buddhism from here, and I want to take a little bit of Christianity from here, and I want to take a little bit of maybe Hinduism from here, and a little bit of Taoism, maybe it. maybe a bit of atheism from over here, just like maybe something right a here, a sprinkle on the top, like, maybe, maybe like it. some sprinkles. It. And maybe not, and I I want to take that I want I want to create a political party that's like that where you just take aspects of politics and be like let's just create a buffet and we'll just take aspects of all these other political parties and we'll give that a try where it's like you know a little bit of little bit of democracy from over here maybe a little bit of social from over here you know what if we throw a little bit, just a, a sprinkle of communism see you know just aspect of communism over here you know you know aspect of this over here and you know just see how that works and you know we'll create like a little we'll we'll buy an island throw like 50 people on there and we'll just see how it works come back in like you know 80 years see what happens i love it i love it your your buffet analogy i bring this up this off off topic here but i recently got into an argument with somebody as you know as i'm i'm roman catholic but I'm also a liberal Democrat. And I was arguing with another fellow Catholic who was a conservative Republican. And he tried to tell me that I can't be a Democrat and Catholic because they contradict each other. And I said, that's completely not true. JFK was Catholic and he was a Democrat president. And then this person accused me of being, are you ready for this? A cafeteria Catholic where I pick and choose what I want. I loved it. I'm like, Okay, fucking guilty. I love that idea, and that's basically what you're saying. Why is that a bad thing? Exactly. That's that's what I that's 
That's my whole thing. That's what I. That's what I have believe. That's what I've based all of my belief systems on. That's I pick and choose what I want to believe based on what I feel is right. That that's how I've that's how I've done it. But I mean that's 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 what I believe. That's that's what I want to look for in a political candidate. I guess in what I want somebody to say. I want to take maybe some aspects of socialism, socialist ideas. Not a socialist candidate, mind you, for anybody who's out there looking to have a heart attack, grab their just like, <gasps> socialist candidate! No, not a socialist candidate. Somebody who has some socialist ideas. So maybe not like, a Bernie Sanders. He's a democratic socialist. Not a Bernie Sanders, because okay. I love Bernie Sanders. Bernie, I love you, bro. You're a little crazy. You're a little, you're, you're, you're like, you're the left-wing Donald Trump. I love crazy. <clears throat> you're the left-wing Donald Trump. I wouldn't go that far. He's the, he is the left-wing Donald Trump. 100% left-wing Donald Trump. I love you. You are great. Not you, though. I'm super sorry. Not you, though. Okay? So, a candidate... So, you're saying you like Bernie. You supported him in the primary. But if he ran again in 2020, you're saying you wouldn't go for him? No, I don't think I could go for him. Really? I that's think that's I think that's me. a little too much. I think that's a little too much. For a presidential candidate, I think it's a little too much. You, I, for, I disagree, for, but okay. <clears throat> for, a pr- for a president, a leader of a country... Look, we've seen... We've seen the other side of the coin, Scott. We've seen somebody who is batshit crazy, who is too far to one side. We need somebody who's who, – you got to have a president who's a moderate. you got to have somebody who's willing to look at both sides and willing to weigh the issues. You can't have somebody who's too far to one side, too far to the other. I would we, argue those are what we've had for a long time, though. Obama – Obama wasn't too far to one side, too far to the other. He leaned more left, but he, like I said, he was more moderate. He's he was willing to he was he was willing to work. He was willing to try to work with the Republicans. Like like you could argue it as like it's your biggest criticism of Obama his first term was he didn't. You said he didn't do he didn't do enough. He didn't do enough. He didn't do enough for you because he was trying to work with the Republicans. He He only had two years of Democrat control of the House. In the Senate. So he got Obamacare done in that time. <coughs> he got a couple things. Lily Ledbetter, Fair Pay Act, uh, bailouts. But yeah, stupid bailouts, which I didn't necessarily agree with. But he didn't do enough. Like he, he campaigned on closing Guantanamo Bay. It's still going strong. Yeah. I mean, he dropped bombs on people and innocent people, children in third world countries were killed by American drones. And he gets a Nobel Peace Prize. I loved President Obama. He was probably, arguably, the best president in my lifetime. But he was no saint. No. I'm telling you. I, we could do better. Even better than that. Yeah, we can do better. But I'm saying, like, as as a president, I feel like... I feel like, we, I feel like as a presidential candidate, we you need a moderate because... If you go too far to one side, you go too far to the other, then it's going to be basically a back and forth between, okay, this president, we've got a liberal. Then the next president, we're going to have a conservative, and it's, it's going to, he's going to spend the entire time just backpedaling the last president, and then nothing's going to get accomplished. And then the next president is going to be a liberal. He's going to spend the entire time backpedaling the last president. Nothing's going to get accomplished. I think if you have a moderate, then slow, while s- certain things – it might take a slower amount of time. More things might get accomplished faster. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, <clears throat> if you have, let's look. Let's take let's take Trump for example. Donald Trump is spending a lot of his time trying to backpedal a lot of stuff Obama's doing. Okay, he's trying to take a lot of his time, and he might succeed 
trying to backpedal a lot of what Obama's doing. The next president we have might be a Democratic liberal. He might spend a lot of his time as president trying to backpedal a lot of stuff Trump is accomplishing. If we had a moderate, then we that might that shit might not be going on. Instead, he might be trying to work with both Democrats and Re- Republicans and might take a long time arguing with both sides, but instead of backpedaling issues and everything like that, over the four-year period, we might actually accomplish and move forward with a few issues as opposed to backpedaling past issues. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but I don't necessarily agree. I'm all in for a big left-wing hero to come save the day. And then the next president will be a right-wing hero that's going to be like, okay, let's presidential executive orders and let's take away all the left-wing issues. And it's going to keep happening until Rome burns. I guess, but uh, I mean, you're, what you're what you're describing is Bill Clinton. I feel like that was the Clinton presidency. He he was a Democrat president, pretty much in name only. He was a pretty conservative guy, and I, I liked Bill Clinton. I liked a lot of the stuff he did, but there was so much that he. But he worked well with Newt Gingrich, who was Speaker of the House at the time, and the and the Republicans. They got shit done. Trump isn't getting anything done other than what he can do by executive order. What are the two things, the two things, the most two important things that Donald Trump campaigned on? Uh, building his wall. Building a wall. And. and um, what was the other thing? Shit. Obamacare. Oh, yeah. Obamacare. Yeah. He said he was going to build the wall. And he said he was going to repeal Obamacare. Those were his main two things. What happened to both of those things? There's no wall being built, and Obamacare is still going strong. Yes, he's trying to defend to defund it and things like of that nature. But the reason why is he can't do those two things by executive order. He needs Congress to vote, and they're not doing it. All the other shit he's done, he's done it by executive order. And Republicans, he's st- but he's still doing a lot. He's still doing a lot of stuff, not good things obviously and he's not he- passing any bills. He's not passing any legislation. He's signing executive order. He's being he's being a king rather than a president. Yeah. And, and Republicans, I got to say, got to tell you, President Obama signed a ton of executive orders. He was guilty of it too. And I was critical of him. I disagreed with that. I thought that went against our Constitution. It circumvented the Constitution, I should say, because it's not illegal. But at the same time, I disagreed with it. I think he did way too many. It's because he only had two, like I said earlier, he only had two years of a Democrat Congress. The rest of the time, his other six years in office, Republicans controlled everything. And they were the party of no. No matter what he said, they would go against him. There was no working together, like you're saying. So what did he do? He signed executive orders. And the Republicans hated that. Fox News, they were AM talk radio hosts. They were all over him. They were all over him. And what does Trump do when he gets in there? He signs just as many, if not more, and they're hush mouth. <clears throat> they're hypocrites. Well, no shit. They're not saying anything about it because he's well, signing executive orders that they like. Well, duh. And he has Congress control, so he shouldn't have to do it. But he is, because a lot of the Republicans don't like him either. Duh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit here, because I'm going to go back to talk about something that's relevant right now. Yeah. So, 
2016, before 2016, you know, the election's coming up. And Donald Trump is running against Hillary Clinton. What did you say? I said Trump is going to win. You said Trump is going to win. What did I say? You you were adamant that Hillary was going to stomp Trump. I did. I I told you you were fucking crazy. I said all the polls, the liberal, the independent, the neutral, and the conservative, all the polls had her ahead. I'm like, there's no way. And you told me up and down. You're like, no, I just I don't trust people. You don't like Trump. You you didn't back then. No, you didn't, didn't vote like for him. You still don't like him. No. But you said you called it because I know because I I heard everything that he had to say. I was listening to what he was saying, and <clears throat> when I as I was listening to him his speeches, I was like, he's gonna win. And I because when I was listening to him, I was like. He's going to win because he's fear-mongering, and that's what people respond to. And early on, very early on, my my mother was even considering voting for him. And your mother's a Democrat. She's a, she's a Democrat, but she was she's she's mo- moderate like you. She's moderate, but she leans more a little more right sometimes on a lot of a lot of social issues. Okay, like she leans like pretty far right. Like what's the example? Like, I mean, like she did. All right, like, take like a lot of like, so, like for example, like a lot, a lot of celebrity social issues, like, like take the whole like Roseanne thing, and like, you know, when celebrities get in trouble for saying like, um, like race things and stuff like that. Like Megan Kelly just got fired for saying that she doesn't see a Halloween costume in blackface as being wrong. Yeah, like my mother got heat for that. Yeah, my mother saw that and she's like, yeah, like that's stupid. Like I don't know why she got fired for that. Like that's a d- that's a dumb thing to get fired okay. for. Like my mother said that, and I was like, I was like, and <clears throat> me, I'm, I, me on the other hand, I'm like, my thoughts on it, like I don't think she should get fired for the joke. At the same time, I'm like, she probably shouldn't have said that. She probably should. She probably shouldn't have said it. I still, I don't think she should should have got fired for saying that because it's not like she said blackface is cool. Or it's not like she said, or it's not like she came on air in blackface, but like she probably still shouldn't have said the thing. Yeah, it's insensitive what it's, she said. It's, it is. Insensitive. I'm fine with her being fired. I just don't like her to begin with, though. I never did. But like my mother, my mother like would she wouldn't use the phrase, but she would say she would she if she used the phrase she'd be like oh people are being snowflakes and stuff like that oh she, she uses the snowflake she wouldn't she she would never she complains ne- the management right <laughs> she's never she's never used that phrase before but she would say something like oh people are being like just people be just being whiners like like for example she's got nothing against like roseanne in her comments so your mother is a registered democrat <laughs> but she's moderate lead too conservative leaning conservative a little bit yeah like with with certain with certain social issues and, and stuff she like that. She didn't vote for Trump? No. She was she was thinking about it there for a little bit like like she, like for example, she doesn't she doesn't think Mexicans are rapists and stuff like that, but like when he was he was talking about like Mexicans coming over the border and stuff like that and taking people's jobs, she was like, "Yeah, fuck them. They shouldn't be coming over the border." Yeah, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be coming over the border and and she You're right. and she Democrats would, don't think they should be coming over illegal either. And but she was like she was kind of like agreeing with him about the Mexican bashing and stuff like that. Well, and then I was like, I don't agree with that. Not not so much about the Mexican. Not 
not not about bashing Mexicans, but like, but like it didn't bother. I guess is what I'm going to say. Not 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 agreeing with him, but it didn't bother her. It didn't bother like it should. It didn't bother like it should that he was bashing Mexicans. Is what I mean to say. And then, and then, like, I showed her some of the stuff he was, he was, he was saying about women. And then it started bothering her. Right. She's a big time feminist. Okay. And then when I showed her some of the stuff she, she was saying about women, then she was like, oh, well, fuck him. Well. And then she started watching more stuff he was saying, and then she was like, oh, I see him in a new light, and he's kind of a cunt. Yeah. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So. I have, I have the same deal with with my grandfather who who just passed away this past year but he was a lifelong democrat and he was 93 years old he was 92 going on 93 when he passed away but he was a lifelong democrat he worked in the mill he worked at Westinghouse he was a union boss all he he told me his whole he he'd only ever voted for two republicans ever and it was just because he knew them personally and they were like local offices he never voted for Republicans, but he was also a little bit, he wasn't <coughs> racist, but he was prejudiced. There's totally a difference. He didn't, he didn't dislike black people, but he always acknowledged that they were black. You know what I mean? Like we'd be watching the news and a meteorologist would come on to tell us the weather and he'd be an African-American news anchor, African-American meteorologist. And he wouldn't say something like a racist would say, like, get that N-word off the TV. No, he would never say that. He would say later on, he'd go, oh, well, that N-word on TV told us it was going to rain later. Did he refer to a broken beer bottle as an N-word? No, he didn't. No, he <laughs> no? Didn't. okay. He was definitely prejudiced. So in twenty in 2008, when Obama's running for I'm like, wow. By the man. way, that's a Clerks 2 joke, if it, anybody is. It's, it's, it's a, a Clerks 2 it's joke. It's a Clerks 2 joke. Clerks yeah, two so. joke. But any, at any rate, so 2008, I asked him, I'm like. Like, I'm not sure what he's going to do because he makes these prejudiced remarks, but he's also a Democrat. So is he going to vote for Obama? So I asked him in 2008, I'm like, like, Poppy, who are you going to vote for? He, his response, I'm, I guess I'm going to give that N word a vote. <laughs> so bad. I know. So bad. But he voted for Obama twice, 2008 and 2012. In 2016, he voted for Donald Trump. And I could not believe his his entire Poppy, life. Why'd you vote for Trump? I, I well, I will say before he passed away, after Trump was elected, he had voters remorse. He did not like some of the things Trump. We had conversations. He he didn't trust Hillary. That's why he voted for Trump. He didn't like the whole thing with her, you know, her foreign influences and his server. And then it turns around Trump does the same thing in presidency. So that's why he was mad. I don't think if if he was around in 2020, I don't think he'd vote for Trump again. But he did in 2016, and that that, that hurt me. I'm like, why would you vote for him? Just my my stepmother, she prides she's a registered Democrat, and she prides herself on all, voting her gut. She votes her gut, and she's like, I just have a feeling who I think would be the better president, who I who I want to vote for. She's like, and I'm always right. She's like, I voted for Bill Clinton twice. I voted for George W. Bush twice. I voted for Barack Obama twice. And they all won. She's like, and 2016 comes along? She's like, I wanted to vote for Trump. She's like, I had that feeling. She's like, but your father talked me out of it because my father was a school teacher. 
You know, he's worried about his pensions, worried about public education. So my father convinced her to vote for Hillary. And I just had a conversation with her. She's like, and I knew, I knew Trump was going to win. And I wanted to vote for Trump. She's like, so I'm voting for him in 2020. He can't change my mind. Democrat, Democrat said that. So I think what my mother is, I think it was, I think the biggest reason why was because early on and to this, to this day, they're still like this. My mother works. I'm not going to say where she works. But the my where my mother works, everybody there supports Trump. Almost everybody, almost I don't know if everybody there, but almost everybody there is a Trump supporter. Even to this day, really, pretty much all of them there are still like gung ho Trump. And same with same thing where, where you work too. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. <coughs> like, oh, this is a big. This is, I almost said something. I almost said something where I work. Okay. All right. So where I work, I was, I was, I went in there to sign out. End of my day, I went in there to sign out. My boss is sitting there in the room, in in, in his office with uh, my other boss and this other dude, and they're sitting there chit chatting and stuff like that. And they were talk, they were talking to this guy, and they were talking about um, net neutrality. And they were oh, talking. That's a that's something you're passionate about, right? Yeah, I was a little irritable about that, but uh, they were talking about net neutrality, and they were just talking about like. Just, politics in general and they're talking about like a lot of trump's policies and stuff like that and they're just talking about politics in general and they were talking about how you know they don't understand why you know a lot of these people a lot you know they're understand like what a lot a lot of people are up in arms about a lot of trump's policies and stuff like that and the dude like one of the guys they were talking about how like you know i don't get all up in arms about it you know their policy and stuff like that whether they're good or bad or anything like that because you know in the at the end of the day whether it's good or bad you know it's not the end of the world. You know, we wake up tomorrow and the world's not on fire. You know, we wake up tomorrow and it's not the, you know, we're still alive. And, you know, take net neutrality. Everybody thought, you know, net neutrality was going to go, was going to, you know, is going to ruin the world. You know, net neutrality happened. And then we woke up the next day. The world was still okay. You know, it wasn't the end of the world. The world wasn't on fire. The world didn't explode. This, that, and the other thing. Like, you know, people just need to calm down and stop worrying about all this other shit and everything like that like the world didn't end people just need to stop worrying about it just you know let things go like all this stuff and when i heard that i was signing out and i was walking out i almost made a comment like i know it's almost like you know with the whole obamacare thing people were freaking out about the whole that whole thing happens almost like the world ended when that happened i almost made a comment like that when i walked out i didn't because when that shit happened when that shit happened everybody freaked out like that was the end of the fucking world but whatever but where my mother works, everybody to this day is still like big time Trump supporter. And I think when this whole <clears throat> presidential campaign was happening back in 2016, they were big time Trump supporters. And I think they were talking to her about it. And I think that I think when they were talking about it, I think she kind of got convinced by them, maybe a little bit to like not to vote for him. But I think because when they were having conversations, she was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, you know, give him a uh, support and stuff like that because they were just kind of like talking about it. And then I talked to her and and I like showed her speeches and stuff like that of what he was saying. And she was like, oh, he's actually an asshole. And now she goes there and like she like watches his speeches and stuff like that and goes there and it's like, you guys know he's like a prick, right? So. I think I think that's like one of the biggest things of it is is like a lot of the people she works with are like big time Trumpians. Like these are the same people she works with that are like think Sarah Palin is like super hot and sexy and they would fuck her. Well, that's that says a lot about their character. Yeah. So so, so any at any rate, um, 
So you said in 2016, Trump's going to win. And you you said that, even though you don't like him, you didn't support him, you didn't vote for him. You just had a you just had a feeling that he was going to win. I s- and I told you you were wrong. I said, there's no fucking way he's going <clears> to <throat> win. And, well, here we are. You were right. I was wrong. I said it, be- I said it because you see the country as a glass is half full character, and I see the country as a glass is half empty character because, once again... It's like it's like Men in Black. It's like Men in Black. Oh yeah, Men in Black. A person is smart. People are dumb. <laughs> people are dumb, stupid creatures. Okay, get a group of Tommy people. Lee to, Jones. Get a group of people together, and they're really, really stupid because they don't know how to think for themselves. Okay, that's what it is. So you get one. <clears throat> it's like, it's like with it's like I listen. I used to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast all the time, and Joe Rogan said the best. All right. We're dumb. We have a dumb, stupid ape brain. That's what we have. Okay, we evolved from apes. For those of you that believe in the theory of evolution, we evolved from apes. We have a dumb, stupid ape brain, and our dumb, stupid ape brain says that you know we listen to the person who is the loudest and the biggest and the loudest. And Trump at the time was the biggest and the loudest. Okay, he wasn't saying a lot of smart shit. But he was the biggest and the loudest. He's still the biggest and the loudest. Yes, he was the biggest and the loudest, okay? And he, as the biggest and loudest, he was just saying a lot of dumb shit. And it made you believe him because he was spouting a lot of shit. And you're like, he must know what he's talking about because he's yelling it. <laughs> he's yelling it. He must know what he's talking about. He's yelling it. So, <clears throat> so your ape brain was like, we got to listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. That was your ape brain telling you. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, dumb, stupid ape brain. I'm going to use that. I'm going to yeah. use that. It was your ape brain telling you, like, he's our leader. Like, that's a, that's our gorilla brain saying, like, he's our leader. So, bringing it back to today yes. now. Real yes, quick, today. Okay. There's a correlation here I want to draw. So, you familiar with the term the blue wave? Yes. So, You've been using it a lot lately. I've been using the blue wave a lot for a long time now. So, typically, not always, but usually... When a sitting president wins the next, the midterm election, two years after he's elected, there usually is a swing the other way. Happened to Obama. Yes. Hap- happened to everybody, every president in, in my lifetime. I've said so that. I've said that. It, there always is a swing. Historically, there is a swing. And Trump's approval rating is very low. He is a very unpopular president. I would hope so. He's very unpopular. So... The critics, the powers that be, probably the same assholes that did all the polls had Hillary winning. But they're saying, because his approval rating is so low, and historically midterms swing the other party anyway, we're going to have a blue wave this year, where the Democrats are going to take back the House of Representatives, and possibly even have a shot to take back the Senate. Therefore, Trump's remaining two years in his first term only term I'm hoping for, fingers crossed, he wouldn't have control of Congress. So he couldn't get his stuff done. That's the plan, right? And we, Democrats have been mobilizing. We've been get out the vote initiatives. I've been working hard on this too, on a local level. Well, the election's coming up, Adam. It's coming up. And, oh, I had the conversation with our good friend, Mike Deloney, friend of the show, he's been on the show before. Mike Deloney is... Farmer Mike. Farmer Mike, he is a registered Republican. But he's not ultra-conservative, he's not a Trump guy. He actually 
refused to vote in 2016. He did not vote because he didn't like Hillary and he didn't like Trump. He does know that there were other options besides he, Hillary or Trump. There really wasn't, though. That's but the I mean, whole two-party system. Okay, okay this whole two-party system, yeah. but like, he, you, you don't just throw away your vote. You, he didn't you, vote. He didn't <clears throat> vote. He you didn't vote for somebody. That and his wife is You're, very, very, makes me look moderate. Well, then what you do is you write in your, you write in your wife and then you get some points. She's, yeah, you get, well. You get some points. I don't know the whole thing there, but he didn't vote because he didn't like either candidate. He's pretty economically conservative, yeah. but socially moderate. At any rate, he he and I were having a political discussion recently, and I, I brought up the blue wave. He looked at me and goes, there's not going to be a blue wave. I looked at him I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course there's going to be a blue wave. Everybody's predicting a blue wave. Even Republicans are bracing themselves for a blue wave. There's always a swing to the other party during the midterm elections. And as how unpopular Trump is, there's going to be a huge blue wave. He just shrugged his shoulders and goes, I don't think there's going to be a blue wave. So we left it at that. So elections coming up. Some states, like 30 out of the 50 states, do early voting. Our state here, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we don't have early voting. So, But Ohio, our next-door neighbor, they do early voting. And our state and the rest, they have absentee voting. I voted absentee before because I wasn't around for election. But So... Historically, Democrats, they're the ones who vote early. Democrats are the one who go and vote early. They're the ones who send in their absentee ballots. Something happened, Adam. The results are coming in from early voting and absentees, and the Republicans are outpacing the Democrats. It's never happened in early voting. Never happened in absentee voting. There's more Republicans casting their vote early and absentee than Democrats. That's terrifying to me. That means that Democrats, including young people, are going to have to turn out in force on Election Day for the blue wave to happen. And guess what? Going historically again, Democrats don't historically turn out very well on Election Day at all. Young people historically do not turn out to vote. So... How you told me and you predicted in 2016 that Trump would win, and you were right. Mike predicted that there wasn't going to be a blue wave. I'm getting scared that he might be right. I'm thinking, as I look at the numbers now, I'm thinking that the Democrats will definitely pick up some seats in the House, and they'll pick up some seats in the Senate, but I don't think they'll pick up enough to win either. So do you know what that means? Trump has two more years of Republican control of the House and Senate. That terrifies me. Absolutely terrifies me. So I make a, I make a last ditch effort, a cry to anybody listening to this podcast. You, all your friends, tell everybody, vote, vote, vote. You have to get out and vote on Tuesday, November 6th. I don't care what state you live in. Go vote. We need to turn people out. I want to prove Deloney wrong. I want there to be a blue wave, but I'm scared, Adam. I'm, I'm not excited anymore. I just, I see these early returns and I don't, under, I, I don't understand people. I don't understand it. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, if you're lucky, it just means that <clears throat> people have been busy and they haven't gotten a chance to do it. 
And maybe people are just like, I'll go vote on the day of. Look at you being the optimist for a change. I said, if you're lucky. <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe people are just busy. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe people just left Pennsylvania. Maybe people. No, that's early voting and absentee across the nation. It's not just Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania doesn't have early voting. Then maybe Democrats all across the nation have lost all hope, and they're just like, if Trump can get elected, then what's the point? And that's kind of what you said in the opening. And that's <coughs> kind of the mentality of a lot of young people, and that takes me back to the beginning. Like, My if, job. Like if a racist person that can say things like, grab him by the pussy... And can somebody who can get on national television and then spew the kind of rhetoric that he spews can get on national television and become the leader of one of the most powerful nations in the country can say the kind of things he says and still garner national support from people without and like can get all the still still garner the support that he has. Like, if he can still get all the support and still get all the defense that he has, if he can still, like, get all this stuff, then a lot of people are kind of st- are at this point of, like, w- like, what's the, like, why fight? Like, how can we fight against something like that? Like, you're basically fighting stupidity at that point. Like, you're fighting idiocy. Like, you're fighting dumb people. Like, you can't fight stupidity, Scott. You can't fight stupidity. You literally can't fight stupidity with intelligence. You can fight it with education. You can't. If you, you can't. educate people, then you... But you can't, somebody. but you can't fight, you can't fight stupidity that are, that's already in their, in their, true, set in true. their way. You can't fight people that are already stupid and set in their way. You can't do it. And a lot of the people that voted for Trump that are already, like, majority of his supporters are older people or people that are like already out of school and aren't going back to school to get an education are people that are set in their ways. That's the majority of his supporters. You can't fight those people. They're not going to change their mind. They're already set in their ways. Short of short of Trump going personally to their house and raping their wives or their sisters, they're not going to change their mind about Trump. Unless Trump was to go on national television and say something along the lines of, by the way, I changed my mind and abortion is legal and uh, I've decided to become a liberal. Short of Trump doing something like that, you can't change their mind. Trump They're said, stuck in their ways. Trump said when he was campaigning that he could stand on Fifth Avenue in New York City outside of Trump Tower and shoot somebody right in the middle of the road and his supporters would still support him. He said that. And I was like, oh, now I'm starting to think he's fucking right. At a recent rally, I just saw he was talking about what was it? What was it? Um, he was talking about this. This le- what was it? The what was the story about the reporter that got like choke slammed or something like that? Like got like his back broken or some shit like yeah. that? Like like what, what was that story about? Yeah, no, it was just he 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 fires up his base so much with rhetoric, anti media. There was that Saudi, uh, yeah. That's that Saudi uh, reporter who was murdered. Yeah, and he didn't do anything about. It, who was actually an American citizen, but was of Saudi Arabian descent and 
was murdered by the Saudis. It, it was. It was in like another country, and like in and the Saudi leader or something like that was like a friend of. He's like he's Trump supporter or some shit yeah. like that. And oh, he donated money yeah, to Trump. Yeah, and well, so they're like, but they're like buddies now or some shit like mm-hmm. that. And so when he got murdered, like the Saudi reporter was like talking. It wasn't even. Like, I don't think it was like talking shit on him or something. He's just reporting some shit like that that was like had something negative about the Saudi leader or some shit like that. And so when he finally was murdered, like Trump was talking some positive shit about like like what like some positive shit about his murder and shit like that about how it's going to reflect good on him and his supporters were like cheering him on at the rally and it's like when you have something when you have something like that this is the this is the 21st century like this is we're in the 21st century like when you have something like that when you're fighting something like that like you You've hit a point where when something like that gets into the most powerful office in the country and people look at that and they cheer that on, like, how can you fight that? Like, you can't fight that. You have to. It's basically hit a point of you've got to wait for the next generation to grow up and let and let that go. Like, you've got to wait. You Like, the only way that you fight that is you wait for the next generation to grow up and grow older. And then they and then they take the mantle and be like, no, we're not letting that go like that's kind of what it is like this like i almost i almost feel like our generation right now almost has to grit and bear it we almost have to just grit and bear it and just just grit and that's and we have to wait for the next generation the current generation that's either graduating high school or you know maybe the generation that's coming before them to grow up and maybe take the mantle and make things better and maybe our generation has to be the generation that just fights through it and just grits and bears it for the next generation to make it better because we might be the, have to be the generation that just has to just kind of like carry things on the back and just like not let it break us kind of thing like we might not be able to make it better we might just have to be the one that just kind of like blocks it you know what i mean Ah, man, it's, it's disheartening. I want, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of grit and bearing it. I'm tired of losing. We might have to be the losers. We, nobody wants to be the losers, but the fact of the matter is, in history, there always has to be losers and always has to be winners. We might have to be the history of losers to, for the next generation to win. I mean, the Cleveland Brown of politics. The Democrat Party. I'm tired of it, man. Tired of it. I, mean, I I can't just sit by and do nothing. That's why I have to make phone calls. That's why I have to knock on doors. That's why I have to talk about this on podcasts. That's why I have to make social media posts. That's why I have to talk to my neighbors. I have to do something. And I start at a local level and work my way up. But I, I is it all for naught? Am I am I wasting my time and my energy and I, I can't I can't do I can't do nothing, Adam. I have to do something. It was you have even accused me of it. You were the one. You were the one that said I I, I have accused you of it and upon upon looking at it, like I I don't wanna say we're wasting our time. But it's like I said, it's like it's like with what we're dealing with now, like I mean, when you think about it, like, look at Kanye, look at Kanye West. Kanye West was seen as like Kanye Tenna. <coughs> Kanye West was seen as somebody who's like an influential individual who's like meant to be an inspiration to like so many people. I was a fan, 
Yeah, and like he's meant to be like inspirational, and like Donald Trump is like a sexist, racist individual, and like Kanye West is like now, like Donald Trump's right hand man, and Um, like did you see did you see Dave Chappelle on CNN when he was having that interview? He he was on he was on this pan he was on this panel with this other I can't remember I don't remember the guy's name is like this Democratic uh, politician or whatever, and he was on the I. He was Dave Chappelle was on there and he was being interviewed uh, with this other guy. It was it was it was a discussion panel and they were talking about Trump and Kanye West and you could tell Dave Chappelle he was defend he wasn't defending Kanye West but he didn't want to talk shit about Kanye West. He wanted he was he was saying about like he's like Kanye West is a genius and he loves Kanye West and he's his boy and he's like he's like Kanye West is doing what he thinks right and everything like that. He was defending Kanye West without talking shit on Kanye West, but you could kind of tell Dave Chappelle was like disappointed in Kanye West a little bit. And it's like Kanye West was meant to be like this person who is like you talk about like inspirations, like these people that are meant to be like inspiration to the people. And Kanye West is like kind of meant to be like this inspiration to like young black people. Like Kanye West ideally would, would have been like an inspiration, like young black people everywhere. Like this, like this genius rapper that is just done so well in his life. And now he's, right hand man to this racist sexist white guy who just spews rhetoric shit out of his mouth and i don't know it's just one of those things where it's like maybe it's it's like i said maybe we're the generation of losers and we just got to grit and bear it like everybody look let's put it this way let's put it this way we all want to be captain kirk maybe we're just maybe, maybe we're just stuck being pike <laughs> That's good. We're stuck being Pike. I just, I, I mean, I mean, Kanye West, like the college dropout album and the graduation album, like they were good. But as far as being this, were they influ- good or were they good or did they just have good songs on? Them? I liked them. I no, I think they were very good albums. And the thing is, he rapped a lot about racial stuff. <laughs> And now he's taught, saying that slavery wasn't that as bad, it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. I'm like, that's not what you rapped about in 04. Oh, that's right, Jay-Z wrote your lyrics. Never mind. It was yeah. for that damn safe belt. We wouldn't be in this mess. Think? Do you think Trump has something on Kanye? <laughs> or do you think he's just crazy? I don't know, man. I mean, he's with the Kardashians, so like, maybe he's just crazy. Maybe he's just crazy. I don't want to talk anymore about Kanye West. As much as maybe he is an influence to millennials and young people, maybe he is, maybe he is a in play in this. But oh, you were talking about this, and I, I wanted to bring this up. After the Parkland shooting in Florida, that's when Democrats have gained some momentum, led by the young people. You know, led yeah. by the David Hoggs and the Emma Gonzalez, like. It was great. I loved that movement. I mean, it was a terrible thing, all those kids dying in Florida, but it turned into such a great thing out of it. And I feel like what happened with the Kavanaugh hearings, the Republicans are using that to swing the other way. The Republicans are using the Kavanaugh confirmation, which we talked about last week, as a, last show I mean, as, as a rallying cry. 
I feel like the reason that so many Republicans are voting early now is because that's fresh in their minds. That feels like a victory to them, you know, as it should. Yeah. And, and, and they're fired up now. Their base is fired up. Well, now this thing happened with, with the bomber, with the bombs being sent to Hillary Clinton and President Obama and George Soros and CNN. You, you heard about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, this guy sent bombs in the mail and they just caught him and he, He's from Florida, and he is a huge Trump supporter. Did you see the picture of his van? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. Look at the picture of his van. It's like some, like, conversion van, but the windows are all covered with stickers, <laughs> and they're all, like, there's pictures of Obama and Clinton with, with uh, crosshairs, like a target on them, and, like, it's the most vile <coughs> shit on his van. They actually impounded the van as... Dude, I told you this. When we talked about the Kavanaugh hearings, I told you this. You can't write this shit in a fucking drama. No. Like, like, this this shit is so surreal that you almost think that it is, like... You almost think that this is, uh just planted shit. Like, you almost think that these are, like, hired plants of, like, look, okay, you're gonna be an actor... We're going to arrest you, and you're going to be in this van, okay? And we're going to film you, and you're going to have this crosshair. Okay, it's going to have Obama, and it's going to it's gonna have Hillary, and it's going to have this giant crosshair on its head. But, okay, and you're going to have to act crazy. Like, it's so insane. It's so, like, this past couple years, it's, it's so insane that, like, we're living it. Like, th- that's the world we're living in right now. Like, the whole Kavanaugh thing has been so insane. Like, the news media and the news coverage was so epically insane and it covered so much of it that I was thinking about it. Like, that's all the news media that covered that was just the Kavanaugh thing that I was thinking about it. Trump, I've discussed it before, Trump, whether he knows it or not, is a social media genius where when the whole Kavanaugh hearings is going on, it made me think, Okay, news media coverage was covering the Kavanaugh things. What did Trump do during the Kavanaugh hearings? Because nobody covered Trump during that whole period. So what did he do during that? Probably went golfing. Well, no, but like here's the thing: whenever, whenever uh, Trump wants to do something, something happens, so that it takes the news. Something happens where it takes the news off of him when he wants to do something that he really wants to do that he doesn't want anybody to know about. So the Kavanaugh hearings happened. Kavanaugh hearings happen. All the news media was off of him. All the news media was on there. What the fuck did he do, I wonder, that happened during that? Like, was there something happened? Did he sign something in? Was he trying to do something? Did something go on where during that time period where news media was – when news media was focused on the Kavanaugh hearings? I'm being dead serious. I think he went golfing. <clears throat> But I mean, they're serious. I really do. But I mean, they're serious too. Like, because because, but that's happened before. Where like, like, uh, Trump has done things where news news coverage has been where like during scandals, like news coverage has been has been on certain other things. Where it's like news media has been focused on certain things, and then Trump will do things where it's like, oh, well, news media is covering this. I'm gonna go do this, and then news media will miss certain things. Like he's done that before. He's actually done that before. Right. I can't. I can't remember exactly what it was, but but he's done that before. So I'm I'm wondering, like, what he's like. Did anything happen during that whole news coverage thing? Like, did anything happen? I'm I'm curious if like what happened because he's he's done that a few times. I have a comment on the golf thing. How I called conservative Republicans hypocrites before because 
I felt Obama signed too many executive orders, and they did too, and they were up in arms about it. Then Trump comes in, he signs even more executive orders, and you don't hear a word from him. Same thing with golf. <laughs> I, I play golf, Adam. I like golf. But I have no problem with people playing golf. But when Obama was president, I feel like he played golf too much. He was golfing all the damn time. I was pretty critical of him for that. And so were Republicans. They were saying, he's golfing too much. He's golfing. Trump gets in there, and he, he's golfing every weekend. Like, that's nonsense. And you don't hear a word from him. Yeah. It, it, it shows the hypocrisy of the right. Well, that pretty much that pretty much sums it up. I mean, there's there's so much going on. So, Adam, I, a couple <coughs> questions for you here before before we end the show. What what can be done to energize young people to excite young people about voting? Um, we need a hero, I guess. I mean, we need somebody. We need somebody who's gonna. Ex- I mean, I hate to use. I'm holding out for a hero. <clears throat> I get. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, we need somebody. I you 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 hit the nail on the head. We need somebody who's gonna excite us about the election. You need somebody who's gonna not. I mean, I hate to use the phrase "not bore us about the about elections," but like, you need somebody who's gonna like. I mean, here's the thing. The thing about it is, you're never gonna excite. And your average 18, 19 year old to go out and vote. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Or at least you're. But I want to. Your average 18, 19 Democrat, liberal Democrat, you're never going to excite them to go out and vote. The average. There's some that you can, but. Yes, your average, average, you're never going to excite them to go out and vote. It's never going to happen. Like, I don't care. It's never going to happen. Maybe in like 50 years, sure. It's never going to happen. Right now. It's, it's not going to happen. They're too, they're too busy worried about going out and having fun and After you and cast your ballot, a code pops up that unlocks some secrets for Red Dead Redemption 2. Maybe that, yeah. And then you'll get them all there. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. yeah, that or like... That's an idea. Yeah, that. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that. I just stumbled onto something. Anyway, continue. I mean... <clears throat> I don't know, like, you, you'd have to, you'd have to, like, really, you'd have to get, like, somebody young, somebody really young, like, I guess would be, like, the big thing. Like, when I say somebody young, I, you, you're never, you're like, 35 year old? Like, maybe, if you, if you're talking local election, if you're talking okay. somebody local, you're gonna have to find somebody who's young, active, with the local, with, with, the local people somebody's young active with the college students who i'm sorry to all you older politicians out there you're you're not you're not gonna get the young young 18 19 year olds excited 18 19 20 year olds excited to hey bernie did though and he's an old fart yeah but he that that's on a national scale i'm talking true, about i'm talking i'm okay. talking local i'm talking local okay. local young but you're you, you most likely most likely you're not unless you're like uh the most interesting man in the universe you're not you're probably not going to get them excited and i'm talking like dude from the commercial that that's yeah. what i mean okay you're probably you more than likely you're probably not going to get them excited. you need somebody who's young somebody fresh out of somebody fresh out of college somebody who's like somebody who's like you know you know experienced but like understands what it's like to like be 
their age, understands what understands what they want, understands what it's like to be that young, understands understands what it's like to be like somebody who's like maybe our age. You know? A millennial. Yeah, a millennial. Like I'm all for it. Like that's like that you need somebody like that. Like somebody who's like in their fifties isn't gonna probably isn't gonna excite somebody who's younger, like in their early twenties to go out and vote. If they're not already voting right now. Like I'm 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 sorry, that's 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 like the reality of it. Well, thanks for answering my questions. I, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time trying to get uh, young people, but uh, gotta gotta keep on keeping on, right? Yeah. Well, why don't you let the people know how they can get a hold of us at For Your Distraction? If you guys want to get a hold of For Your Distraction, you can email us For Your Distraction at gmail dot com. You can search for us on all our social media sites, on Facebook and Twitter. Search for Distraction at uh, Podcast FYD. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search for Distraction. You can follow us, subscribe to us, rate us, share us with your friends. The only way we're going to grow is if you guys help us grow. We are a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the Be Real Podcasting Network. Currently, there's only two podcasts uh, in the Be Real Network, us and the Movie Guys podcast. So if you have a podcast or if you know another podcast that is looking for uh, or is looking to be in a network, you can let us know or you can let the Movie Guys know. And we can uh, let you know if we're looking for uh, new members. We're always looking for, you know, new family members to be part of the B-Row Network. You know, we're always looking to grow the network and looking for new family members. It's always uh, looking for new stuff. Well, our shows aren't always this politically heavy. But with the election coming up, I felt it pertinent to discuss it in length. And I'm glad I got to talk to you about it, Adam. Uh, Get a young millennial moderate's point of view. So. I feel like our, usually our political discussions are a bit more debatey than they usually yeah, are. Yeah, this is more of an interviewee. Yes, it's more of a conversation basis a, one. So. It's a breath of fresh air, though. Yeah. So usually I get more. We get more argumentative. I think. No, than... that wasn't the case today. I just, I just honestly, I wanted to know your opinions. So you can't argue opinions. So. No. So well, well, unless you're we, Trump, we we <laughs> Trump, we sometimes argue opinions. So. It's all for shock value. It's all for ratings. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. If this is your first time listening to our show, please subscribe on however you listen to your podcasts and check us out next time. Um, but most importantly, please, please, please cast your vote on Tuesday, November 6th. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. I know I've been chirping for the Democrats all episode, but at this point, I just want people to vote. I don't give a damn who you're going to vote for. Just get the fuck out and vote. If you don't, you are not allowed to bitch. That's the rule. Um, right? That's the rule, Adam. Is it? No bitching unless you cast your vote. 
And that's 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 about all I have to say about that. You know what they say? Bitches get stitches. <laughs>